When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back nothing personal word of the day for monday december 20th 2021 is he's back kyrie irving the new jersey nets player god dog it mikey four eight sixty nine he's back kyrie irving the brooklyn nets player who has not played at all this season because he refused to get vaccinated New York City passed a law saying if you're not vaccinated, no problem. You cannot even go into the arena unless you're a visiting player. Kyrie said, no problem. I'm happy to play road games. The Nets said, nah, we don't think it's great for the team to not be able to play all games. We're going to just sit you out. Then the season starts. The Nets are playing James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are the big three for the Brooklyn Nets. They're, they're favored. They're supposed to win a title. Kevin Durant, best player playing right now in basketball. Everyone's in COVID protocols. Things are going backwards, sideways, upside down. Owners and presidents and GMs are trying to figure out every single day who's available, who's not. Is that a sneeze? COVID? Have you ever seen anything like it? Every time anyone sneezes or coughs, they have, do you have COVID? Get tested. We have a problem. Okay, so the Nets are playing, and they're in first place in the Eastern Conference. They're having a fine season, not, you know, Bulls-like from the 90s, not Golden State Warriors. They're playing fine. Can they win a title without all three players? Well, without Kyrie, they're doing okay. Harden, could they trade him for Ben Simmons? There's all sorts of rumors. They're all trying to figure it out. Every single person running a team in every sport right now who's playing, which is everyone but baseball, you are trying to figure it out. And when you are doing that, you tend to make decisions that you otherwise wouldn't make. The GM of the Nets is a man named Sean Marks, and he released a statement this weekend that made me smile. And here's what he said, and here's the statement that he wanted to say, but the NBA wouldn't let him. After discussions with our coaches, players, and staff, First of all, over 18 years, I made a lot of decisions running a baseball team. I can count on one hand, and I've got five fingers. I'm lucky enough to have five fingers on one hand, which means it's fewer than five over 18 years where I had discussions with coaches, players, and staff about an issue. I would go to each of them about a specific thing that maybe when I wanted some sort of acquiescence or some sort of information that I would provide because it was about to go public. But anyway, after discussions with our coaches, players, and staff, the organization, I love when you say that. Are you hiding behind the organization? Why not the owner? Why not just say I? The organization has decided to have Kyrie Irving rejoin the team for games and practices in which he's eligible to participate. Words that I've never seen in a statement before. You can be on our team only when you're allowed 
to be on our team. It's unbelievable. It's like, yeah, you're welcome to work in your office, except you can only work on Tuesdays, but you want to get paid full time because of a decision you made. Anyway, we arrived at the decision with the full support of our players and Sean Marks continued, after careful consideration of our current circumstances, including, when you say including, you should say but not limited to, including players missing games due to injuries and health and safety protocols. Okay, let me break that down for you for one second. We arrived at the decision with the full support of our players. Here's what you do when you have a player who's suspended and who's one of the big three and who's a player who in theory makes your team better, though I could argue he doesn't. The Nets are 21 and nine, but again, I digress. You walk into the clubhouse and you say, listen, we're reinstating Irving. Any questions? No one will say a word. You can go to your captain, you can go to your player's council, you can do anything you want, it's eyewash. When you go down and talk to players about something you are going to do from a roster standpoint, you know the one time I didn't do it was the Mike Fire Giancarlo Stan situation. One time, and that was signing a journeyman pitcher at the deadline or trading for him. What do you think a player's gonna say when they all know they get paid more when they win in free agency, they can get a ring. Would you like Kyrie Irving back? Nah, let me think about that. Do you think Sean Marks goes to the locker room and talks about the 15th man or the fact that the NBA can now sign replacement players to 10-day contracts because there's so many players who are out on COVID protocols? Do you think they go in the locker room and say, hey, let's get together, quick team meeting. We're gonna sign John Schleffenflocken to a 10-day deal. Everyone good? Yeah, he played in Bulgaria, Hungary, and he had one year in Iona. No, you don't talk to the players about that. But after careful consideration, every team has injuries, right? Do you then change your principles because of injuries? Do you change your principles because you're not winning enough? Hmm. What caused the Nets to say now is the time. A week ago wasn't the time. A month ago wasn't at the time. They are 30 games into the season. What's their record, Mikey? Mikey's still here. Coca's traveling back from London. Coca made it. Side note, Coca got to go to the Tottenham game in London against Liverpool because it was one of the few EPL games not postponed due to COVID. And now he's jumping on a plane and he will be back with us tomorrow. Sorry, Mikey. You can fight it out with Coca because we've had fun here uh, this week while he's been gone. What were we just talking about, though? <laughs> Why was I talking about Tottenham? Oh, the Nets have played 30 games. That's almost half a season. But anyway, let's get back to the statement. So they played 30 games. So now they've decided, quote, we believe that the addition of Kyrie will not only make us a better team, but allow us. Let me give you a quick grammar. When you write or say not only. You have to follow it with a but also. So what it should read is, we believe that the addition of Kyrie will not only make us a better team, but also allow us to more optimally balance the physical demand on the entire roster. What the frick is he talking about? He will make you a better team. I'll grant you that because you can get rid of frickin' frack at the end of the bench, one for one. 
balancing the physical demand of the entire roster. That's because people are playing minutes who shouldn't be playing minutes or extra minutes to make up for Kyrie's minutes. And all of a sudden, the epiphany happened 30 games in. Horse hockey. The owner went into Sean Marks' office and said, listen, everyone's getting COVID. Can't tell who's vaccinated, who's not. You got sneeches with stars and sneeches without. Let's just bring Kyrie back and move on. I know that we said that it wasn't good that he can only play road games, but that's better than nothing. And maybe New York is going to switch their rules and not require vaccinations inside buildings anymore. Okay. And they ended the, sen- the statement with, we look forward to Kyrie's return to the lineup as well as getting our entire roster back together on the court. Hmm. I've got a quick message for the Brooklyn Nets and for Kyrie Irving. You know I'm not a fan of him on the court. I've got some issues with him off the court. Never met him. It's nothing personal. I think that he's a distraction. I think that notwithstanding LeBron James, he's not a winner. I think that the Brooklyn Nets with Harden and Irving on the same team cannot overcome the greatness of Durant and cannot lead the Nets to a title. But what's more troubling is the message that we are giving to children is that we are going to discipline you until we need you to do something for us, and then we're going to throw the discipline out the window. What do you think children learn from that behavior that you have then modeled? It's pretty simple, right? They learn, stick it out, do whatever I want, and if I'm good and I'm needed, if I'm the breadwinner, if I am the best player on the team, if I'm the best player in the class, whatever the case may be, if I am the best or one of the best, it means the rules do not apply to me. And thus, the seeds of narcissism are planted in fertile soil. And boy, the Nets have got a huge vine growing out of the ground in the form of Kyrie Irving. How does it feel to other players who are busting their ass, trying to get a spot on a roster, who lose their spot, to a guy who can only play half the games? Does that mean the Nets are going to go light all home games? Well, the NBA now says you can sign replacement players. Give them 10-day deals, no problem. Replacing what? Replacing people in COVID protocol. Kyrie Irving, who happens to be there now, but once he comes back, because you have to test when you're not vaccinated like five straight times or 10 out of 12 or whatever the rules, they're changing every day. But once he's on the roster, he's on the roster. He becomes a load management sit at home, not a COVID protocol sit at home. So he can't even be replaced. So why is it that Sean Marks is willing to say that it will allow us to optimally balance the physical demand on the entire roster? Really? I think you're putting more physical demands on your roster by giving in to Irving. And it doesn't say in the statement anywhere that he's going to get vaccinated and then be able to participate in all games. They are acknowledging that he's not going to get vaccinated or boosted or anything. I'm embarrassed by it. So Sean Marks is my, the general Brooklyn Nets are my boobs of the day, actually. I couldn't wait for the weekend to end. Although I had a great weekend. And I got to go to a football game in Florida, by the way, which was quite a game between the Dolphins and the Jets. A nail-biter. Almost as good as the Packers-Ravens. Not quite. Almost as good as the Saints-Buccaneers. Not quite. 
but the Dolphins did win their sixth game in a row, which is pretty amazing since they were one and seven, and now they're seven and seven. But I was waiting all weekend to talk about Kyrie Irving and Sean Marks, so you can think to yourself, how would you deal in this situation? not just as a GM of the team, but an owner or the head of your own business. How can you come to grips? How can you look at yourself in the mirror when you say that the only thing that's changed is the fact that we've got other players who are not able to play. Therefore, we're going to allow this one to play who does not deserve to put on our uniform. In the snap of an eye, that is a mixed metaphor. In the blink of an eye, look, I'm blinking. Kyrie Irving's back, and then on protocols. It was a weekend full of insanity as it related to COVID. You get the feeling, it feels like March of 20, doesn't it? Right before everything shut down, everyone's testing positive, there's tests everywhere, everyone's freaking out. But this is very different. Sports, I'm gonna cut right to the chase and tell you, sports, there's no shutting down. The country, There's no locking down. We're not going back to March of 2020 because there's a huge difference that exists between today and then. And say it with me, vaccines. Now, granted, people are getting concerned. I agree. We did the show last week. Do you remember, Mikey? I don't remember. Were you on the show or was it Debo who did Thursday's show when we talked about the fact that the best thing teams and leagues could do is stop testing vaccinated people until they're symptomatic. Because now people who are asymptomatic are getting tested, they're testing positive, and they're saying, holy crikeys, I now have to sit. So the NFL and the NFL Players Association got together and they made an agreement and they said, we have a better plan, way better plan. There's no reason for these protocols to stay the way they are. So the best thing we can do is that if you're not symptomatic, then we're not going to test you. And the the NFL came out and they said they met with their medical advisors. They're talking about the Omicron variant. They don't want to have spread. They don't want to have any cancellations. Meanwhile, they've had three games postponed. There's two Monday night games tonight, two Tuesday night games tomorrow. The NFL will do anything to play every game as they should. I'm not exactly sure why they postponed any game at all. I agree with Mark Davis of the Raiders. There was no need to do it. So there's a new set of protocols in the NFL, which they're calling, and this is the new buzzword of the 21st century, 2021 heading into 2022, wait for it, a more targeted testing plan. It's my favorite. The NFL has such a funny way of talking, right? We are going to do a more targeted testing plan for the sole purpose of making sure that we don't test players until we really, really need to. So you're going to have to really exhibit some sniffles and some Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer nuzzicles or else we're not sticking anything up there. As far as I'm concerned, we've bought our last Q-tip. Now, if you don't feel well, stay home. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Because it certainly sounds familiar to me. It's called a Tuesday in the real world pre-COVID. If you're sick, have some courtesy. Don't go to work. Now, people are going to say that's, you're just privileged, David. People have to go to work. They have to earn a living. If they don't go to work, they don't get sick days. They don't get paid. I hear you. I do. So my question is this. 
is it not better to have some sort of government program or subsidy where people get a certain number of sick days, no questions asked? Does this sound familiar? Paid sick leave? Because we can't incentivize people to go to work when they're sick, but in NFL, NBA, NHL, baseball, wherever, where players are obviously all paid more than minimum wage, and I'm talking about not minor league players, of course, so stop adding me at David P. Samson about how little minor league players make, but if you are paid a certain amount of money and you don't feel well, you'd say to yourself, you know what, I'll take a day. But funny enough, professional athletes are not unlike you and I. They want to do their job. They want to go play. How would we have the Michael Jordan flu game if Michael Jordan had not showed up to play? That used to be a code of honor or is a badge of honor where, oh, I don't feel well, but I'm sucking it up. I'm taking one for the team. Well, in 2022, no one should be taking one for the team because what you could be doing is taking one away from the team or two or three or four or eight. Outbreaks start when people are sick. Every spring training, we would have, uh, this is a side, side note here, Mikey. Every spring training, we would say to the players, listen, do me a favor. If you're not well, we're going to ask you to check in. You walk in, come into the training room, check in with the trainer, say you're sick, and we're then going to send you home. There were very few circumstances where a player was so sick that he couldn't even check in with the training room, but we had a, a, a side entrance to the training room, and it was always better to get into the training room, get onto the injury report, get some medicine, which we always carry with us, whether it's a Z-Pack, which, by the way, cures all sorts of ills, as you know, Mikey, and then go home. That was pre-COVID. That's a pretty sound rule. And what the leagues have now said to themselves is, or at least the NFL has started, we're going to have a little wait to see here, but the NFL has started and said, this is crazy. So not only are we not going to test unless you're sick, but even if you do test positive with a tiny little symptom and you agree to a test and then you get tested and then you're positive even if you're vac vaccinated, the minute you're asymptomatic, come on back. Come on back. That's what everybody's saying. And they're saying it while people are leaving. Shows are closing again. The Rockettes canceled for crying out loud. Broadway shows, events, parties, people are freaking out. If you are vaccinated and boosted and you still get COVID, you are not going to be hospitalized or die. If you get COVID and give it to someone who's not vaccinated, that's their problem. I don't mean to sound so harsh. I don't mean it that way. I'm not wishing sickness on somebody. I don't want someone to be hospitalized or die. Of course not. I want everyone to live to their actuarial age. But it's not like vaccines aren't available the way they weren't in March of 20 when things were shutting down. It's not like people had to jump all, of e all over each other and it was based on socioeconomic ability to who got vaccinated first. Right now in New York, you can get paid if you wanna get vaccinated. They'll give you a hundred bucks. You can go anywhere. And if you've got your reasons, you've got your reasons, that's fine. Then wear a mask or don't go out. But we're not shutting down again. But these leagues are figuring out how to handle it. The NFL said, let's delay the Browns game by two days. Let's move the Eagles to Tuesday. That's a two-day delay. And then I think it'll be better. The NBA is saying, Ooh, we're going to have to postpone a bunch of games here. We got a bunch of teams that 
don't have enough players and the players they have aren't good enough. Not a good product. We want to maintain the competitive integrity of our game, of our league. All right, fair enough. I guess you can postpone some NBA games. They're not going to be postponing playoff games. The NHL has a smaller problem. The NBA has got this issue, but they're not doing anything about it quite yet. The NHL is saying no one's going to Canada anymore. Because if they go to Canada, we don't even know if they'll be able to come home. That sounds a lot like 20. Do you remember when the president said back in 20, everybody, get back to the U.S. You got five minutes and people were rushing to the airport from every country. They weren't even packing their suitcases. Wherever they were, they just changed their destination and their Uber to the airport. It was a zoo at every airport. Like getting out of Vietnam or Cambodia, people were just trying to leave all at once as the war were coming. And that is the concern that people have traveling out of the country now that they won't be allowed back in. So the NHL made a decision, no more cross-border games, which means they're going back to the COVID times when Canada plays Canada and the U.S. plays the U.S. and we'll see what happens. But the NHL is doing that through the Christmas holiday for now. Teams have been shut down through the Christmas holiday. What a bizarre thing to get a call from the NHL saying, listen, we're going to give you 12 off days. Good luck. But keep in mind, the NHL is also heading toward the Olympics. The NHL is one of the sports where they send professional players to the Olympics. Here's the bad news. The Olympics take place during the season. If I'm president of a team, I don't want my best player going to the Olympics. Forget it. Forget your country. You play for me. I'm your captain now. Let's win Lord Stanley's Cup. So the NHL said, here's, an, here's what we'll do. We'll pause the season. Can't do that in baseball. We talked about that all the time because the Summer Olympics, could we get professional Major League Baseball players <coughs> to play in the Summer Olympics? I was always very against that. And the reason I was against it is that you can't shut down a baseball season in the middle because you pitchers need to pitch. Hitters need to hit. There's rhythm involved. You need rhythm that you don't get from BP. You don't get from simulated games. You get it from playing actual games. You lose your fast twitch. And fast twitch is what's needed to be a good baseball player. So I would always, and it was easy to get 23 people on my side to say, no way, we're not having our pitchers go pitch in the Olympics and maybe get hurt even if you'll pay us back. We'll do it for the World Baseball Classic, which we own and we get paid for. But for the Olympics, nah, not worth it. Not worth it. But the NHL said, no, we're going to cut it. We're going to cut the season. We'll stop it. We'll pause it. Well, guess what? Beijing starts on February 4th, I think, are the opening ceremonies. I will tell you right now, the NHL is going to pull all of its players from participating in the Olympics. Because as a team president in hockey, I'm calling Gary and saying, just so you know, Gary Bettman, Mr. Commissioner, I'm not letting my player fly to Tokyo. Of course, he wouldn't have to fly to Tokyo. I'm not letting my player fly to Beijing. I'm just not doing it. God knows if they'll be able to come back. The juice is not worth the squeeze. So wait to see is when we tell you something's going to happen. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. In this case, I will tell you it's going to. But we'll wait to see. The official wait to see is that the NHL will not participate in the Olympics in Beijing meaning NHL players on rosters will not be going to Beijing. Beijing is going full speed ahead 
those Olympics are happening. Why do you have to do damage control if you're China? I was thinking about that this weekend when I read about Peng Shui. Peng Shui is the tennis player who we've talked about who accused a higher government official of sexually assaulting her. Then her social media got wiped. Then she got wiped. Then she resurfaced and said she's good. She spoke to Dick Pound and the IOC said, no problem, we're good. The WTA pulled all tournaments from China because they said we're not good. People were calling for the boycott. Joe Biden did a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics in Beijing, which is code for nothing. You heard me do a whole segment on how ridiculous a diplomatic boycott is. Oh, look, the U.S. didn't send anyone here. You think that's really going to impact China? You think they have a flying rat's pituitary gland? Even though they said we are going to get back at the U.S. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe in Salt Lake City or in Paris, they won't come. Anyway, what's fascinating about the Peng Shui situation is that China is still in cover-up mode and still in crisis mode. Because for whatever reason, this weekend, Peng Shui came out. Now, you never know if she's actually saying this or if someone's got a finger so far up her keister that they're pulling the strings in the back of her throat. But she said, hey, that whole post about sexual assault, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was totally wrong. I never accused anyone of sexual assault. She gave an interview on a government-controlled media site and said, listen, I'm so sorry for all the misunderstanding, but that 75-year-old man, he was a peach. Whatever he did to me, I wanted him to do it to me because I liked him. Okay, are we good? Did I say enough? Can I go now? Can you release my family? Can you untie my ankles? China decided to double down on the Peng Shui situation, and I'll tell you why. And their reasoning is so backwards to me. The reason they're doubling down is they think for whatever reason the West is going to take this new information from Peng and say, ah, now we don't have to worry about it. We'll get tennis back in there. The Olympics are going to be phenomenal. Everyone's going to watch them. All the sponsors are going to be super duper happy, and we're going to continue on. They're a communist country, the anti-democracy, right? You're not allowed to say anything unless you're told what to say. There's only certain people who can say, and they're only able to say what the government wants them to say. Anytime you want to go on the internet is not free. And I don't mean paying for Wi-Fi. I mean, you can't get on nothingpersonal.com in China. I don't even think we have a website, do we, Mikey? I think it's, we have a Gmail account, Nothing Personal DS. We have a YouTube channel, Nothing Personal David Sampson. That is not available in China. I'll bet you a dollar, not that I'm ever going to find out, that no one's watching this. So if you are, nah, 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 doubling down. Why don't you own it? Lean into the fact that you're not letting her talk for herself. Lean into the fact that she was sexually assaulted, but that you're covering it up because no one can know that you're not perfect and that stuff that happens in these terrible countries full of sin does not happen in our great country where it's the land of the not so free and home of the I think we're brave all right let's take a break when we come back we're going to review so someone you all come to me with movies and I appreciate that someone came to me with what are your top five time travel movies So I'm going to give you my list, and we're also going to talk about what's going on in Tampa, because this one will definitely make you smile. We'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. I'm David Sampson. I'm here with Mikey today filling in for at Matthew Coca, CBS, who's coming back from Europe. We were asked to review the top five time travel movies. I watch a movie every day. And... I've been watching movies all this weekend, even when I'm away. It doesn't matter. Even last night. I'm finishing up The Shrink Next Door today. The finale came out. I've got the last episode to watch. I'm also going to watch and review tomorrow a movie called Swan Song, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. So look for that. But here we go. The top five all-time time travel movies. My top five. Number five. Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal. I love that movie. Jeffrey Morgan's in that and Michelle Monaghan. He relives the same moment and they're trying to catch someone on a train and he is put back onto the train. There's a lot going on in this movie. It's sad. It's interesting. It's a romance. It's drama. It's called Source Code. I'm in number five. Number four, 12 Monkeys with Bruce Willis. I've talked to you about 12 Monkeys before. It's an older movie. If you have not seen it, run, not walk to your streaming platform and watch 12 Monkeys. It is a movie where Bruce Willis travels in time. He's a time traveler. Three, I don't view this as a time travel movie, but I wanted to put it in my top five because some people do with Matthew McConaughey called Interstellar. Some of you are not into that movie and I've heard that. You think it's too long, you didn't get it, too boring. I was in hook, line, and sinker. Interstellar is my number three time travel movie. Number two, Marty McFly. Forget the fact that he traveled back in time to, what did he travel, back to the 50s, and then when he went to the future, it was like 2002 or something, which is awfully depressing. But back to the future, one. Not two, not three, not four, not seven. This is not Stu Gott saying Rocky IV is the best Rocky. Back to the Future is the best Back to the Future. Obviously, it's number two. All right. The number one all-time time travel movie. I'm going to be mercilessly made fun of for this. But I own it. I'm the anti-China. I am leaning in. I own the fact that I'm a sap. I like to cry during movies because I can't muster tears during real life. I like the emotion. I like the love stories, which aren't necessarily attainable in the course of a normal day in a normal life. And if you are Richard Curtis, you had me at hello. It's a movie called About Time with Dominique Gleason, Bill Nighy, Rachel McAdams, 
What's the name of the actress who is in the Mission Impossible movies? She's in this movie as Rachel McAdams' friend. It is a, what's the name of that actress? You gotta know who that is. Be, meanwhile, Mikey's in my ear telling me the best space movie is Armageddon. That's not time travel. That's going to space, Mikey. Armageddon doesn't go on a list of time travel movies. What, what are you adding to our list? All right, Mikey's top five list of time travel movies, Armageddon. That's like saying, here's my top five romance movies. Money game. That's not even a movie. I was trying to say Moneyball. I don't know what I was saying. It's called About Time. Please watch it. Okay. We have a question that someone asked. It was a So You Want to Talk to Samson. So You Want to Talk to Samson is when people say, hey, I've seen the movie Half-Baked. I was 83rd, 84th baked when I saw it. Feeling pretty good. There's a character named Samson. Everyone wants to talk to him. Well, get in my Twitter, David P. Sampson, and you can ask anything you want. And so you did. Hi, David. Hello. When will the BS stop? That was the entire question. I thought to myself, ought to be more specific? There's enough BS going on in the world right now that we could fill the biggest landfill of all time. And then... There was a dot, 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 dot. I happened to be looking at my DMs at the time, which can happen because I'm addicted to my phone and I'm on Twitter quite a bit. But get it, David P. Sampson, get in the DMs and ask a question. So the dot, dot, dot then came with what this person was referring to. I was just going to make it up and say, when will this BS stop? And I was going to apply it to anything I wanted. But then he said, this is what I'm talking about. It's the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They announced the finding of the market research into Las Vegas. Do you remember the Nothing Personal show when I took a special survey? Are you more likely, less likely, or somewhat likely to go to a Major League Baseball game in Las Vegas? More likely, because why not? Are you more likely, less likely, somewhat likely to root for a team that's in Las Vegas? Somewhat whatever. So there were all these questions that were asked. Do you remember? They just announced the results. Now, I'd like everyone just to pause and I'd like you to guess what the results were of the Oakland A's commission study of whether or not Las Vegas is a major league baseball market. Just out of curiosity, just take a shot in the dark. Yes. G-M-A-B. They had their team president, who's a good guy, give a statement about this market research result where they pulled 17,000 people, local residents, A's fans, baseball fans, visitors to Vegas, David Sampson. They pulled the corporate sector, the business sector. And wouldn't you know it, 87% of the people polled would buy season tickets. Did they make a deposit? Not exactly. 85% said they would buy single game tickets. Hip, hip, hooray. When you do a survey, would you buy single game tickets? Yeah. And then you're in Vegas, you're on a heater, 
And you've got an a, a Vegas A's game starting at 7-10. Oh, yeah, I'm going to leave the table. Oh, yeah, I'm going to leave Celine Dion's show at halftime. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to walk the strip and keep drinking because I want to go to a game as a single game season ticket holder. So he gave a quote that said that the result of the market research is that Las Vegas, wait for it, can support a Major League Baseball team. <laughs> and he said, we didn't know this going in. So seeing this report, how robust it is, it gives us the confidence that Las Vegas can work as a Major League town. Everybody breathe. When we commission an economic study to show that an All-Star game or a World Series game or a new stadium is gonna benefit the region economically, we find the person to do the study who's gonna give the result that we wanted to give. Newsflash, we are not paying for a study that will say, ooh, not a good idea to have a public-private partnership for a new ballpark. Ooh, All-Star game, that's a negative result to our community. No. You think the Oakland A's commissioned a study of 17,000 people? Did they? take all 17,000 results? Did they choose the 17,000 best results? Did they say to the company doing the market research, here's half a million dollars, and let me tell you what you're gonna research and what it's gonna find? Well, of course they did. That's what everybody does. I'm not throwing shade at the Oakland A's front office. How do you think you get leverage to get a deal done in Oakland if you commission a market research report for the one market that you are buying land and talking about how viable it is? You commission a report and the report shows, oopsie daisy, no one's going to games. No one's buying tickets. No one gives a crap about baseball in Vegas. Oh, how are you gonna release that? It's absolutely insane. Don't insult us. I don't want to spend money on these studies. I told the owner it's a waste of money because the other side who was arguing against us is going to commission a study that'll say the exact opposite. Are they right? Are we right? The answer is you don't know. You make the best business decision you can and then you adjust. The business world in the personal world, the world in general is a game of adjustments. Tampa Bay Rays are going to Vegas because the market research said so. Okay. <laughs> we are 169 and 150 in the nothing personal pick of the day. We had a 2-0 weekend. Chiefs minus three over the Chargers on Thursday. A give me. A true give me. Of course, they did a walk-off in overtime touchdown, but it's still a give me, isn't it? Next. Saturday. I told you to take the Browns plus one and a half versus the Raiders. How did that go? Yeah, the game wasn't played. The game is being played tonight, Monday, December 20th, 2021. And instead of the Browns plus one and a half, the Browns are now minus three. Bets off the table. The way it works, if you called in Browns plus one and a half because it was the pick of the day Saturday and the game is not played within 24 hours of the scheduled time, the bet's voided. So there was no bet Saturday. Done. And then we had Sunday, just yesterday. Not a fun game to watch, not interesting, but we're here to give you a pick of the day. Can you explain to me how the Jacksonville Urban Oscar Meyerless Jaguars were favored by three and a half over the Deshaun Watson list? We can't win a game, Houston Oilers. 
Impossible, Texans. Damn it. Six, eight, nine. Can you explain how the Jaguars could be favored by three and a half over the Houston Texans? Can you? The Texans crushed them. First game post-Urban. There'd be a lot of excitement. The distractions gone. Whatever. The Texans won. We went 2-0. I got a pick for you tonight. We have two Monday night games. I'm going to go with both. I'm going to do the Browns minus three. I'm going to be a sucker and say Browns minus three over the Raiders because I find the Las Vegas Raiders to be playing in a baseball town, and they know it, and they can't get very motivated for games right now because they're so absolutely panicked that the Oakland A's are relocating, totally distracted. Browns with, I think I may be playing quarterback tonight. I can't remember. I have to check my my agenda, but I think I'm playing in that game. And then there's a second game. The Chicago Bears and Jim McMahon are playing Fran Tarkenton and the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe, I think it's Culpepper who's starting tonight for the Vikings, not Tarkenton. And it may not be McMahon. Is it that guy with the, um, with the show, Mikey? <coughs> What's the guy who just got divorced and, and they do jewelries and shows and they had a reality show? <coughs> Jay Cutler? Is that his name? I think the Bears are starting Cutler. Maybe it's Dalton or Fields. Come on, I'm just kidding with you. Bears plus six at home versus the Vikings. The line's too big. Matt Nagy's fighting for his life. Not his life, just his coaching job. Just this current coaching job. Bears plus six. Those are the two picks. We are 169 and 150 with 11 days left in the year. Hold on, let me do the math. 11 days. Even if we do two picks a day, which we're not, that'd be 22 picks. Uh-oh. We could finish 169 and 172. That would be under 500. We're 19 over, baby. Browns minus three, Bears plus six. All right, I want to end the show with a little follow-up on what happened with the Jaguars, who made an incredibly interesting PR mistake. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm all about it. I don't need to do another segment with you about what happened to Urban Meyer. We're all aware of what happened. But then there was a lot of strangeness So they let him go. He gives an interview that he's heartbroken. He can't believe how disappointed he is that he couldn't bring a winner to Jacksonville and that he couldn't see it through. Dude, you lasted 13 games of six years. What do you mean you couldn't see it through? You didn't even start. It's an unmitigated disaster. Stop giving interviews. You are done. Toast. I mean, some college will hire you because they're desperate for name and et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. But then the owner, Mr. Khan, got a little nervous. He wanted all of you to think that the kicking of one of his players, remember we said there was a kicking of a player and then all of a sudden he got fired. But the owner wanted to make it very clear that what is being reported out there is wrong. We would always tell our owner and my PR guy, PJ, would tell me, stop reacting to the media Don't take the bait because they're trying to draw you in to an argument and a discussion to keep a story alive that you want to end. So stop responding. But the media's coming out and saying, wow, you know, Khan fired Meyer right after the kick. It's got to be something to do with the fact that Meyer was physically abusing his players. So the spokesman came out and said, listen, we had stuff going on with the team 
We had a lot of interesting things. We were doing employee staff luncheons. We were meeting with the media, recognizing the 10th anniversary of Khan's purchase of the Jaguars. We had owners meetings in Dallas. We knew we were firing Meyer long before that leak came out about him kicking a player. That had nothing to do with it. And I told you it was the straw on the camel's back. That's not what they're saying in Jacksonville. No, 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 no. We knew for a week, maybe more, that we were going to let him go, but we had to wait for the right time. And then they made it at 12.35 a.m. That was the right time. (laughs) When asked why it was announced at 12.35, the spokesman for the owner said, the announcement was made at 12.35 to provide coaches and staff alike a fresh start upon reporting to the stadium that morning. Contrary to incorrect assumptions and widespread egregious reporting, the dismissal was not triggered by a single newspaper report late Wednesday afternoon related to a claim made by a former player. (laughs) The decision was reached after deliberation over many weeks and a thorough analysis of the entirety of Urban's tenure with our team. What are you talking about? How can you let a spokesperson say that and then say you're a professional team? He took weeks to do a thorough analysis of the tenure. The tenure was barely weeks. Did they do like a one-to-one for every day of the tenure? They took a day to analyze that day? Who? What was he doing at 1425 on Tuesday, November 3rd? Ooh, that's, that's a negative. We'll put that on the negative side. Now, what about... On October 21st at 9.53 a.m., what would, let me analyze what he was doing. Ooh, Urban had a good one. He was making a special appearance at the hospital. Now, what about December 1st at 12.01 a.m.? Ooh, let's not look at that. It's like the movie Defending Your Life when they're looking at all different moments in time of your life, deciding if you're going to go to heaven or hell with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. Make sure you see Defending Your Life if you haven't seen it. Is that what the owner did? Looking at all the moments of Urban Meyer's tenure to decide whether or not they're going to fire him? Are you crapping me? And then you say we did it at 12.35 to give everyone a fresh start. You know what's not fresh? When you fire someone in the middle of the night when people are on Ambien and a combination of Xanax and Tylenol PM and they wake up and their coach is fired. And then they walk in. Who's our coach? What happened? Oh, thank God. Now we're a real team. Now we can get ready for the Texans. It's laughable. Why teams continue to demand of themselves Countries are doing it. I guess that's why teams do it. They continue to demand that they're going to double down on mistakes and not just come clean. I guess in their mind, they think we're morons. Eh, it's just business. This is nothing personal. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.